Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Steve McQueen's enormous balls. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. What do they call a mole in Scotland? A mole? Cue the theme song. This wire, the morning wire, to cross a wire is that. What wire? This wire, the morning wire, to cross a wire is that. I want to get out. That's absolutely forbidden. Yeah, but. Joe Fool! Yeah, but. Joe Fool! Yeah, but. How am I going to get my baseball? What are you doing over here by the wire? Well, like I told Max here, I was trying to get my gut. What were you doing, does it, Mike? Well, we sneak out at night to a spot I found near the wire. Joe Fool! Blind spot. Then we dig straight down, three feet. Forbidden. Make the dirt, spread it on top so it won't make a pile. And that's absolutely forbidden. Ives here is a tunnel man, so he digs in front, pushes the dirt behind him, and I stash it behind me. Then we just burrow right through the dirt like a couple of moles. And then by dawn, we're under the wire, across the open space, into the woods. I'm gone. You cross a wire with us? I have had the pleasure. All right. We're going way back. 1963. It is our January in the 60s. So here we are. With John Sturgis directed The Great Escape. Steve McQueen, James Garner, Richard Attenborough. Uh, geez, there's so many more people than that in here. Uh, Charles Everybody. Bronson's in this. James Coburn. Crazy Hands Coburn is in James, this. Crazy James Hands. Donner, too. Yeah, James Donner, too. Donald oh, Pleasance. Crazy. It's actually quite jam-packed with faces that you would, uh, that you would recognize. This and is like a star-studded I, event, yeah. I gotta say, I had, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a Steve McQueen movie before this one. And this one, I also will qualify and say, um, while I had seen bits and pieces of this movie, maybe on TV, on the late night History Channel or whatever, uh, never seen this movie through and through. So, there's that. Same Z's with me. Never a McQueen and definitely not even a piece of this movie. But for Colin, a much different story. Well, he's old yes. as fuck. My grand, my 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 <laughs> aunt and uncle, shout out to aunt and uncle Dennis and Aunt Sharon. What up, Dennis and Sharon? The, up in the hills, you. Dennis Wellhung, that's what they call him. Yeah, they used to have the Dennis. they they used to have the VHS of this, and it was three VHS cassettes because this what? movie is so long. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, it was two. Sorry, it was two. No, three. You're right. <clears throat> no, uh, it was, no, it was two. But just why like would you JFK, need three? the movie's only no, two and a half hours. No, it was two. No, it's it was three two. Hours. But yeah, it's yeah. long. But anyways, and uh, yeah, I used to, I used to, whenever I used to go over to their house for like Thanksgiving or Christmas, I would watch this because I thought it was great. But I was like, it sure has some catchy music. I was like nine or something. That so. guy retired on the music, eh? The oh, yeah. really? name that did the music lived off of the royalties for this shit. For the rest Bernstein? of his life. El- yeah. Elmer Bernstein or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about something about this German <laughs> POW camp where we have uh, a Luftwaffe Colonel von Luger. That's a little on the nose. I wonder if he's part of the Herr Luger family that created think, the Luger pistol. I think this was actually, I think they used a lot of the real names though. So. Oh, I mm. wonder. Also based on a true story, which yeah. is weird this movie will have you scratching your head as to what actually did happen but apparently a lot of this is somewhat true so there are a group of prisoners made up of both american and brits 
Uh, well, of course, in the surrounding area, the, the British, the RAF, um, so there'd be some Scots and in there. some Ives. other guys too. Yeah, um, they are such uh, valued prisoners, but they just can't stop escaping. It's like a disease to them, prison. So they got to get out, and so they build this insanely for the time high tech prison um, for these men, and the men ain't gonna have any of it. Well, they're the and bad apples. Right. Hijinks and Sue. Yeah, I mean they're they are bad apples, but they keep they keep escaping. So well, that's they why they, to- they built this they I think they see in the movie they built this prison specifically for these guys because all of them are like the biggest escape artists in the uh of of like all of the what the Germans are holding. So they yeah. put, I think even says, soldiers too. Yeah, yeah, but I think he even says all our all our our bad eggs in one basket or something like that. So they they call yeah, it, a it was super a big prison. risk. Yeah. <laughs> So we get, uh, you know, because this is like a, a big concentration camp, um, basically, they've all come from other prisons that the Germans had throughout the land. So this is their uh, amalgamation of badasses, which is both a interesting and stupid idea at the same time. Why the heck would you do that? And <laughs> this movie wastes no time in that as soon as the men start arriving, they immediately start looking for weaknesses. So this movie grabs you instantly and you're like, all right, I'm 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 into this story. This seems really interesting. Does yeah, they try, and, they try and escape immediately, all of them. Like each each little... They they all uh, do different things. Like like they they've haven't even been there five minutes and they're already escaping. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about right at the beginning too that it's their obligation as soldiers to continuously try to escape and to use as many of the Nazi resources as they can so they can pull as much as they can from the line or from what other areas that they might be. Yeah, it's their duty. Nazis. It's their sworn yeah. duty as as uh, soldiers and officers. And their See. their methods are really interesting and resourceful like it's almost the kind of stuff you you couldn't think up you wouldn't think possible that first uh, but then, escape seemed awesome which one's that now the Remind one where the us. guys go in the tree and there's guys jumping off or in the in the back of the truck and then those guys quick throw on the outfit so they can go out like the um the townspeople the miners that were working or the, or Russian, yeah, yeah. the russian guys or whatever yeah yeah yep. they try and like they have a bunch of them it's another big coordinated escape, to tell you the truth. But it, um, absolutely, they they some of them dress like the guys. Some of them are hiding in the trucks, and I just I really like that actually kicking off the movie with that way because that was like quick and and good action. Absolutely, yeah. Also, there's no you don't even know who's who yet, and you're like okay, and you get the sense certain guys are leaders, and you know who the that Brit leader guy for sure. They keep talking about him when he's going to arrive. But then you get some other just little pockets of guys. Like a lot of the guys escaping in that first scene don't know each other. That wasn't a coordinated effort. They either had somewhat of an ingenious plan or jumped in when they saw someone else doing it. Um, And the Germans catch them all. Well, that's a great way of establishing like that. They uh, that this prison isn't going to be, you know, easy that they uh they they catch every single one of all of the all their plans get foiled by these guys. Yeah. So that was a cool way of establishing uh you know the super prison and and how good they are at at keeping these guys in and stuff like that. So I like that too. <laughs> and then so they <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't take them long at all to assemble and then they're like assigning what seems like well understood and established roles. So you're you're in the uh, you're the scrounger you're the manufacturer you're the tunnel king, um, 
You have a Man, guy makes documents. Yeah, the forger. The and forger. it uh, like again, it all makes sense. Um, and every they do maybe too much of a job to show their the 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 point counterpoint to everything that they do. Like they get into a lot of the different jobs in in pretty great detail. I think big uh, time. I get they're trying to sh- yeah I they're trying I get they're trying to share with us how it works, but that's where the movie starts to stumble. And I mean. I, I, I don't think this should be a big surprise to our audience out there. This is a three-hour movie um, that in no way, shape, or form needed to be that long. No. no they they spread it way too thin. Way too they many do. characters. Yeah. Way too many roles. Way too much going on. It's they, that, yeah, This movie is long, also, and it feels fucking long. They also, they also like, give characters... Um, obstacles like out of the blue like the forger is just blind all of a sudden like just he, there's like no indication he's going blind all of a sudden he's just blind he's blind as a fuck he can't see shit it's not even like hysterical blindness like um like in band of brothers when Blythe has that coincidentally like it's not even an Blythe, event so i know i know i do that was Which not wasted that's funny too. stuff must have come from could have been. As yeah, long as it wasn't accurate. I know been. Band of Brothers is also uh, based off accurate uh, real stuff shit, but um, yeah, I did yeah, think that was awesome. I like well. that little bit of trivia that they were both blind and they both had this sudden blindness. Yep. The same, but the same thing happens too with the digger. Um, I can't remember his name right now. The tunnel guy. He really? all of a sudden is like, yeah, like his stuff not being able to go through kind of, that could have been a slow burn all the way through the movie where he's losing it a bit more than he actually is, but he seems solid through 90% Charlie Bronson. And all of a sudden he's like, I can't do it. I hate yeah, that. He's even I didn't get it at the all. Tunnel. He's even digging the tunnel up to like the last day. And then all of a sudden he can't go out of the tunnel. He could dig it, but he can't leave. leave. Yeah. 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 So like it collapsed on him and he got out and he got right back in there <clears throat> a couple of times. Uh, and it must be something he's used to. So yeah, at the very end when it mattered, you know, that, that kind of stuff just started to, it, it, it came out of nowhere. It really came out of nowhere. And so then for a lot of the movie, I was like, I don't get how these guys are such um, valued prisoners. Like, it, it's amazing more of them aren't executed. Um, yes. I get I get the Germans are like, we, we are good war practitioners as well, and you don't kill prisoners. But at a certain point, like if some of those guys just died, because they got files on them, they know who they are. It'd be like, just warning you, if we catch you, we're killing you and the man next to you. Like pull a Tommy Lee Jones from under siege on them and see what happens then. But well, instead they just, they sit back and wait to catch them in the act, which takes a long, long time. Also, like, I think the things we're complaining about, which I agree are huge problems with those two characters, Blythe and uh, Willie, they come in like the last hour. Yes. Like, which is which is a problem. But like, what did you guys think of like Steve McQueen? I fucking love Steve McQueen in this. I love his like he's, baseball glove and his whole Cooler King shit. I mean, he's, he's like fine. hard like, as the, fuck. That's, yeah, the characters by themselves are cool. And McQueen is cool. Like he, by all sense... In real life and in the movies, he's cool. But there's no, there's not enough. Like, there's no characterization really of these guys enough to put a movie around it. Like, you should have cut the cast in half. Oh and yeah, we'd spent more time with them. Yeah, that we don't get deep into anybody. Like, <clears throat> it's just they're they're prisoners. They have skills, and that's all you get to know. They're not like real people. 
to an extent. So, so it's hard. Like, of course you're like, you're shot when you're, you're, um, you're disappointed when Blythe is shot. You could, but they, they also like, they don't, they didn't go, um, they didn't go subtle on that one either. So it's not like you didn't know that was going to happen. So uh, it it just it's hard to like feel too much too much for them. I kind of felt bad when they took the the truckload of the guys and and executed them, but I was like at that point it was later in the movie. I was like, uh, well, it's like the they, end of the movie is what you're talking about. I know, yeah, I know. It's like by the by very then, end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> by by then I Thanks was just like so it. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't when say that, who. When that happened, do you know what I felt like? I didn't feel bad that they got shot. I thought it's about fucking time. Yeah, that's kind of where Nazis I was going to say. We're talking about, and they are yeah. so incredibly patient and tolerant, and all the shit that we know Nazis weren't. Like it yep. doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But this movie. but not only was that part true, but also they had a guy in there who was a bit more of a rational, caring person, and then he fucked up, and they yanked him out because he he like let them all escape. So well, there was it, a change in guard. So in the stuff that I read, the one thing that actually does speak to Colin's point was that apparently a bunch of these guards, a bunch of these Nazi guards were actually very anti-Nazi. Because, like, as some of us know, I guess not everybody knows, but not all Nazis were Nazis, right? Yeah. They were Nazis because they were forced to fight for that side, but um, they weren't, like, volunteers. They were conscripts, right? So um, there were very anti-Nazi Nazis, and then there were very pro-Nazi Nazis. Those guys tend to be the SS, more or less, the guys that believed in the movement and really, like, were the giant assholes. Um, so I did read that a bunch of the guards in this, in real life uh, event, were were actually complicit in helping the escape and helping these guys forge documents or get the documents out to guys that could forge them or whatever. So Yeah, yeah. See, there is a really great movie in here, and I don't know if anyone's redone this movie. Um, they haven't, I don't, I don't believe. There was a Great Escape 2 where they pretty much redid the movie, apparently. Well, fuck. There was? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So, so yeah, then I guess it's I, much it's much the same apparently. Oh. I'll I'll use that as a jumping board then just to talk about um the 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 disappointing end of the movie as well then. Um because we have all the action we're working up to the escape. They kind of have the escape and then it's like they go on a bit and then they're all caught and a lot of them are killed and then they go back to prison. I think three people end up escaping at the end of the day and I, d- I couldn't even tell you who. So it's uh, like James now we're Garner, just... James Coburn. Ah, right. Garner and, and Crazy Hands. Yes. No, wait, no. Whoever takes the boat. No, no. Coburn, Garner was killed. Uh, who Somebody was killed Somebody takes there? a boat. The rowboat guys get away. I think that's yeah, crazy. crazy. Those Hands, guys get Coburn. away. But Coke, the guys who steal the oh, plane. Oh, Bronson gets away. Does he? I thought yes, he crashed believe, in the plane. I, I think Bronson Bronson's in the boat. No, no the Bronson's who... not in the plane. That's um, that's Coburn. No, Garner. Right. James Garner's in the airplane with uh, the blind guy, Blythe. Jesus Christ, this is tricky. Anyway, okay, hold it on, doesn't. I, I know. There's so I many know. fucking characters. But, it but was, what, I, what I was going to say is, like, we get to the end and it's like, well, they didn't succeed then. They f- it failed. The whole thing failed kind of miserably since so many of them died. But they got, like, a how many men escaped, though? It was, like, a hundred and some? A, a hundred and something got off the premises, but 
They well, they they got into the town and stuff. They got the great escape was that three people got away. Yeah, I actually when that happened, I agree with you, John. I was like, what the fuck is this? They all kept getting caught, and then three guys get away. I was like, this is a movie. The but, great yeah. failed escape. I, I I think so. Once again, the other problem with this movie it's confusing, but. But I, but they say at the end of the movie how many people escaped, and and it wasn't very many. It was like I think it was like a dozen or less. But only three people that we know escaped. But like, because like a hundred people escaped, but we didn't know a hundred characters. So no, certainly not. So I think I think it was like eight or ten or something. But once again, it wasn't it wasn't great as you would say. <laughs> yeah, it was kind it of a mediocre great. a mediocre escape that resulted in like a. Uh, I don't know, uh, uh, 1,800% death to escape ratio. Danny and Willie get away. So Danny is uh, is uh, Chuck, Charles Bronson. Okay. Um, Willie, I can't remember exactly who and he is And he's the one now. who fucked it all up. Willie was and the buddy. Sedgwick. Sedgwick gets away as well. He goes okay. to France. So Sedgwick was um, the fucking shit. Man. There's so many people, man. Yeah. Jesus fuck! No, you guys okay, are Charles actually Bronson, you guys. Danny. You you guys are a hundred percent correct. James Coburn does get away. In all crazy hands, fifty men were <laughs> fifty men were killed. So fifty yeah. men were killed. Twenty three were caught, and only three successfully escaped. So you guys yeah. are bang on. So then, yeah. so the structure. So I mean, there's nothing to really feel great about. They give you the little nugget that you know. Von Luger gets taken out of there and a new commander comes in um, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'll, I'll be able to stop this man. And it's like, duh, 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 50 men died. La la la. Duh, 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 kill all the men who tried to escape. It's just, it doesn't leave me with a good sense in my belly, especially because we just watched three hours for them to fail. That's what makes it more disappointing. So they yeah, it's a punch in the gut. It kind of is. And so, look, I get it's based heavily on a true story and they didn't want to stray from the facts. And what the men did was amazing. So it kind of makes me feel weird to say anything bad about it. I'm sure the men who escaped. um, Look, we're not shit talking anybody that was in the historical event of the great escape those people were obviously except for von luger that guy can fuck himself von luger can fuck himself and any of the real nazi nazis can fuck themselves the the thing that the the heirs of von luger can fuck themselves and the heirs of von luger can't do (laughs) unless they've since um paid uh what is it called penance Um, recompense uh, penance what uh reparations reparations if they've reparationed uh, their shit, then cool. <laughs> the thing that pissed me off the most is that the film omitted the crucial role that Canadians played in building the tunnels and yeah, the escape itself. Yeah, they put itself. Americans in the fucking movie, which weren't yeah. involved. There is 150 Canadians involved in building those tunnels. And oh, like, yeah? Well, mention one Canadian. 600 total. 600 mm-hmm. people worked on this escape. Fucking 150 of them were Canadian. 25% of the people that worked on this show were Canadian. And you won't see that once. So look, there's a great idea for a remake of this movie to make that part a little bit better. Give us less... But, but more concentrated core characters with a supporting cast of other people that just will be some nice faces in the background to get, get shit done. And... I thought I thought when this movie started that it was going to be a super mind game between Von Luger and the men and that 
I, I was kind of hoping like Von Luger would get replaced and it would be like, we beat you. And then a new guy would come in and then he would get replaced and go through. I don't know. Anyway, uh, cut it down and then just, I'm sorry, history, but let them escape. At least let half of them get the fuck away. we got to be happy about something here. What a drag. Yeah, Think about the does. dramatization that they do in movies. They always rewrite them to make them more interesting. You couldn't have had six people escape? Ten? Yeah. Fuck. For 50 men to be killed, I would have like let the rest of the 28 escape. Apparently nobody ones. ever got a motorcycle and jumped fences. Apparently no Steve, that was all Steve McQueen's idea. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. just yeah. wanted to ride a motorbike. He insisted that he got to ride a motorbike and do stunt his own stunts. Yeah, so he's, St- Steve McQueen jumped those fences himself, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I McQueen's mean, a badass. And his jacket, his fucking leather jacket, is the shit. I want that jacket. You can that tell bummer. Colin's childhood is coming out in this episode because he. Oh come on, you guys want that jacket? Obviously, dreamed of. Uh, Think how awesome that jacket it would be today. Like his actual jacket. That'd be pretty cool. It wouldn't be bad. That'd be some fucking cool movie memorabilia. Or his baseball glove and his baseball. That'd be cool. I wonder if those things are like uh, being preserved or if they just like threw them away after the movie was over. Maybe. (laughs) To To me, the most interesting thing about this movie is that it was shot at a time where a lot of the people that were in the movie had actually been involved in war and been soldiers or like some of the German guys had actually been POWs of Americans. Yeah. And um, like James Garner was an actual scrounger in the Korean War. And fucking, what's his name? Uh, Charles Coldhands Bronson was an actual, mi- like he was a miner for fuck's sakes. He actually worked in a mine. Like what? that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's he was, crazy. that's, and he actually developed claustrophobia from working in a mine. So, like, his character is true in that sense where they both had that that trait, right, yeah, developed and see, from this. If they would have cut this, I don't think, though, I don't think that this movie is a Humpty Dumpty because I think with some very, very heavy editing, you could have got this down to a really good hour and 55, maybe two hours. And yeah, you, if you would have had it... That? You, what do you mean? You still have the great escape. All the shit with good stuff. You just keep all the good and fucking delete all of the bad. But there's no real character development in any of this. Yeah, there's well, if no, it wasn't two I, hours... Yeah, you cut characters, though, and you get to see a little bit of there, a little bit of here. But Look, we don't know if, what the extra we, footage is. If we don't get... If we if we can't have like a, a, enough of a history of a character, we need at least the course of events over their movie to take us on a journey with them. And the only place these guys go is right back into jail. Like they don't, they don't learn or grow. We're just watching. We're observers. So it, it I don't know it. It just needed to have, again, I, I can let some of this go. If it's a true story, then I can let it go that we're not getting extreme character development, but I'd still like to have some other I than, think, I don't I know, making we, booze I, and having a drunk day. I think other than, I think the only two p- characters that actually have any of that really are um, McQueen and Ives when, they, when they're when they in the cooler and they talk about their lives back home yeah, and uh, stuff like that. I mean, those two, in my opinion, I think those two guys have really good characters. I don't think anybody else really does. Like, what's the guy who always wears black and he's like the head of the organization, uh, Big Hat or Big Head or Big Mind? 
Oh, um... Shit, I can't remember what his name is. You're not talking about Attenborough, are you? Big X, Big X. Big X. Big X. Yeah. Uh, no, it... Yeah, it might be Attenborough. Isn't it Attenborough? No, Attenborough is, um... What's Isn't he Big name? X? Sergeant. Uh, oh, no, Slaughter. it was. Yeah, no, yeah, it was he's Big X. Yeah. Yeah, spare no yeah. expense. Yeah, yeah. Attenborough. A young Attenborough, yeah. Yeah, is, is a young um, Mr. But I don't, Hammond. He doesn't have much Richard of a Hammond. character. He's going to go have... on to create Jurassic Park that fast. Yeah, bastard. Attenborough, another guy that actually fucking was in the war. He was in the Air Force. He fucking rode in one of those guns. Yeah. In the big bomber planes. I and still I think... got emotional when Ives got gunned down because Ives just wanted to, like, he didn't give give a fuck anymore. He was just like he couldn't he couldn't do it anymore. When he jumps yeah. the fence like that, yeah, yeah. But it didn't feel like it, it. I understood that he did it. I understood that to me logically. I understood that that character might want to do that. But again, like I just wasn't. The movie but, didn't do a good enough job of putting me there. But there's a so climb when he jumped or two. up there and got shot. I was like, next. But there's a time or two you probably didn't notice while you're doing spreadsheets, but <laughs> where Ives, you get to see Ives, a look on Ives' face when they fail, and he's like in the cooler, there's like no dialogue, and you could see that he's fucking suffering, and he's he's having a tough time. There's like just a little bit of music with him and stuff, and he's just like had it, he's fed up. They do that like twice. So like that's what I mean is those two characters are really the only ones who get any due. You can't have a movie... Unless it's just about the two of them, it, it's tough to support a fucking three-hour movie. Yeah, um, with a bunch of sky. I mean, maybe a little bit of G- uh, uh, Garner, where he he you know he talks to that German guy a little bit and and uh, convinces him to give him. Uh, he tries to give him some chocolate or something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he steals is. his uh, he steals his credentials. Yeah, and gets him to bring him some other some other stuff. See, I I like the idea of the true to story that some guards were like sympathetic or just maybe even just nonplussed to the situation. We're like, I can get some extra cigarettes out of this. I'll give these guys some chocolate. No, guards were guards though. According to what I read, guards were like uh, like um uh helping them, like giving them that's, a lot of a lot yeah. of help. Okay, well that's even more then. But even a little bit would have been would have been okay for this movie. Plus, like, there's like. All the stuff about the tunnels in this movie, but like then they're just like, oh, this one tunnel doesn't matter, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Tom, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, they discover the one, and then they give up on another, and uh, that well, they they start digging three, and then and then once they get far enough on one, they close the other two down, and then one got discovered. But we don't even get to. See, we know one's under the stovepipe, and we know one's in the shower. We don't get to see the other one at all. Where it is. Oh, I love I love how they hide that one under the shower with the little uh, putty, and then they pour the water on top of it. See, all that stuff is awesome, and the the stove is too. Like the the ingenuity of like how to pick it up and move it and make sure there's still smoke. Like all that stuff is just really brilliant. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, those little details are good. Some of them. That's what kept me in this movie and not like carving my eyes out. uh, Is that there are there are good parts to this movie. The dirt, um, how they release the dirt and stuff was cool too. Yeah, they get Andy. a big kick out of it, like how they would be having fun at the time. Stephen King totally stole that from Eddie Dufresne. Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing that drives me crazy when they're actually escaping, though, is yeah. that that guy gets all fucking crazy and just runs out of the hole and they get caught. Like, yeah. That was fucking, to me, that was stupid. Was the guy there was the no suitcase. reason for him to fucking be so antsy. I know. I know. Suitcase like, guy was the one that fucked it up. 
that was the moment for me that 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 was a fuck it moment right where i was like i just don't believe this anymore like this yeah. this guy in this scene like you can't tell me that he wouldn't after all that preparation after all that shit have him be discovered just just reasonably don't have him have one guy be a fucking raging dumbass yeah yeah and they also i mean they also underdig badly badly Badly, like if it had been twenty feet, like maybe it looked like they were like fifty or sixty. The surveyor, feet short. yeah, the surveyor fucked up. That guy that ran out fucked up. But I mean, I would like, have not- loved at least something for the surveyor to say, like, oh, well, this isn't. I don't have exact equipment. Like something to set it up beforehand to be like, I'll do my best instead of being like, oh, that's three hundred and fifty feet exactly, sir. No, it's not a four hundred. You fuck. (laughs) I'm not saying they could have also got discovered in a better way, but as we know through what we're currently living through, no matter no matter if you put a whole bunch of fucking people together, there's gonna be some fuckwits. Like, yes, like even even if it's about their life, you slap them into fucking shape. I'm just saying, even if it's about their life, public safety, and health, there's still a huge group of fuckwits who are going to fuck shit up. And so, so you're that saying guy that guy's an that anti-masker? Yeah, yeah, that guy's an Karen. anti-masker who fucked that shit up. He's a, yeah, or Karen, he or whatever Karen. you want to call him. Yeah, he stormed the Capitol. Because <laughs> he didn't dig. He didn't dig the tunnel. He was just participating in the escape, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I get to go too, and I don't care about anybody else, and like fuck everybody. I just want to get out." All right, total you've anti-masker. Changed you've changed my mind. <laughs> Yeah, they can't all be fucking geniuses. No, that's it's true. I take it back. As we now know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a large percentage. He, that guy also goes right? without the line being pulled, right? Yeah. Yeah, So that, that that's why. It's the combination of both that it's like so klutzy and stupid that he had to have his briefcase and that he went without being cued. They should have like shot that guy. Fucked it. Yeah, they should have shot that, that guy. Gets shot. And we don't even really know that guy. He wasn't even close to being a main character. He was like background window dressing. He's, He's the just, guy who falls through the um through the bunks. He like uh he's always the one who jumps right. up on the top bunk. And uh then they they take away McQueen takes away all the uh boards and he falls through. So let's not forget that this movie, just because Colin is able to recount certain parts of this movie, doesn't mean that this movie was well considered and done. It's because Colin's seen this a bunch as a kid when his brain was fresh. Oh, yeah. I knew. Oh, yeah. I knew everything that happened like moment to moment in this. Like, once again, I'm not I'm not trying to sell this as a good movie. That's why you knocked my spreadsheets, which, by the way, cuts. I know your spreadsheets are probably good. Dynamite. And also, I definitely did watch this movie, even though I also did spreadsheets while watching it. It's a perfect yeah, movie. Because I watch things I watch things when I work as well, but I don't really pay attention. I pay attention like I listen to them in the background and glance over like when I yeah, have time. But you don't even pay attention when there's conversation. <laughs> well that's true. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell this as a as a fucking hold up movie. By the way, I I had some big problems with this movie, especially in the third hour. Uh. I uh, I felt like the first hour was okay. I felt like the longer the movie went on, the the more I started poking holes in a lot of things. I think totally. I knew. I think I knew the big problem was around the time when Brent was saying, like, once I realized that the escape wasn't going well when they get caught as they're running, I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "This is. I wonder what's going to happen now." And then we checked the remaining time, and there was still like fifty minutes to go, or so. I don't know. I forget what the time code was at that point, but I was just like, "Oh no!" 
Yeah. Oh no, how are they going to wrap this up? And then they just don't. That's how they fix that problem. They just didn't do it. For me, I think this movie would be better if you spend... So there's a few ways you could fix this. I think you spend more time on the on the actual like escaping whatever, but you you focus on fewer characters, right? Yeah. And you do more development and make it more interesting and more more um, you dive deeper into certain elements of it instead of having it be very shallow across the board. Or you have them escape and then you spend more time at the end of the movie watching them try to evade the capture. Yeah. Right. Which would also, that was, to me, anyways, that was like the most exciting part of the movie. I guess it's supposed to be, but that was like some of the best shit. You get to see the characters uh, out in the open. You get to see them try to evade the Nazis. There's excitement. There's tension. There's, you know, it's great. The French Revolution saved that one guy. Yeah, that that scene was good. I love that fucking scene. I really love that. Yeah, they knew something was up. They gave him a little warning, and then they're like, "Fuck yeah!" And then he's like, "Take was, me to uh, your leader." That was Crazy Hands Coburn, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. And then those guys assassinate those those guys that are at the table, and then they like get him out of the country. The uh, the French Revolution. Yeah, I, I really like that that escape. See, yeah. I think I think your mate. You gotta have you gotta have two key characters. One character is gotta be someone who can be moving around to see all of the pieces coming together. So like Big X, I think might be. A logical, a logical one there, or the second mm-hmm. in command, because he'll see the forger, he'll see the tunnelers, he'll see all those guys, so we can get caught up on their bits of the story, and then you place with that character someone new, someone who's not been in any escapes, so that the audience can have that frame of reference to have a character learning as we do, and mm-hmm. th- that's how you do it. You have that guy being the lead, you have the second hand guy. Then at some point, you maybe kill Big X and let the other guy get away or do something, but. I think that's how you kind of handle this with with the two main characters, and then you just have a bunch of, like I said, really colorful backing second secondary characters who are characters of what they're supposed to be, getting the job done in this true story, while our two main characters grow and change. And maybe you got like one other you throw into the mix. That that's how I would do it, and simplify this whole freaking thing, and just stop ramming so much of it down at me so slowly it's tough when you don't have like one person to follow, and it's kind of all over the place, like. Um, there's there's few movies that can pull something off like that without like a real strong main character that you're following. Um, one of the few movies I've ever seen that I think we all did we that we all agreed that did it was uh the original the original Hangover. There wasn't really a main character in that movie at all. Yeah. No. But for some reason that pulled it off and it worked. It was also only ninety minutes long. It was a comedy. You can't have a three hour movie with no one to follow. It's Okay, well, here's here's uh, maybe an example of one that you can. What about Thin Red Line? Thin yeah, Red gonna... Line has a bunch of characters, but you know those characters. It's not thin, right? Yeah. And there is still a bunch, a handful of people. And like this movie, real leading men. I mean, you have Adrian Brody, Sean Penn, Jim Caviezel, fucking Nick Nolte, John Travolta, like all of those guys, like and more. Woody Harrelson. Jim Caviezel like, you can go on and on. In my opinion, though, I would disagree and just say that Jim Caviezel is the main character because he's it's the main his character, death. but isn't fucking what's his name supposed to be more of the main character here? Who, Steve McQueen? Yeah, he's, he's the, the one that the... the whole time. <laughs> How can he? Be yeah, the... I know. I'm not they... saying I'm not. I get what you're he saying, but he's emphasis. like he's in the he, the only time he's not in the cooler or is on the one X. day when he makes uh, Big X. It would either be McQueen or Big X, but like. 
Yeah, McQueen only gets to do one thing outside the cooler other than escape, which is he makes the yeah. moonshine but with if you the, read the uh, shit, other guys. They, they say this is the movie that, that skyrocketed McQueen and cemented him as a fucking leading man. So there's something in this movie. Well, it's McQueen. Because he I had mean, that. Like, he had that pizzazz yeah Yeah. man like he he oozes it in this movie like all the all the soldiers want to get on that dick totally yeah he's like got the cool jacket and he can ride the bike and and like he looked cool getting caught so yeah i I think he does have big dick energy john fucking nailed it oh man yeah if there's any if any of the german guards were gay they would have been like fucking that guy they would have those guys when he's in the cooler there's there's definitely guards who would have been giving him preferential treatment for letting them blow him Oh, definitely. He'd be like, Can you put it through this little hole? <laughs> and he'd be like, "That hole is too small." <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, I mean, if you see anything else he's in, um, like Bullet or anything, you could see why he was like, uh, uh, you know, like one of the first big, uh, like movie stars. He's a like, real Paul Walker type. Yeah, well, don't say that. I'm just kidding. I said that to be a dick. I'm sorry. I know, but... Yeah, and and with Paul Walker, I mean, I'm not saying that, but... Where would we be without those movies? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think... uh, You know what? I think life would be better if there was no... There was no uh, Fast and Furious movies. I think life would be better. The Skulls might be the best movie you ever did. Maybe. Was he in The Skulls, Paul Walker? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. Mm, I thought that was the guy. So was he a bad guy in the skulls? Because wasn't the good yeah. guy Josh? Yeah, he was the. Yeah. He was a, well, yeah, he was the son of the bad guy. I don't know if he was bad in the skulls. One of the not. guys from Dawson's Creek was the main star of that movie. I yeah, think. Uh, the guy yeah, the Pacey. guy with way too many curves in his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Curve face. So I also. <laughs> so let's talk about what we like. I also really liked the scenes where they had the Independence Day, and those guys made all the potato vodka moonshine shit and they were like passing it out to everybody and they had the flutes and the drums and the american flag and stuff yeah i i dig i dig that well i mean except for the fact that that was when ives gets killed yeah he drinks it too much and gets his everyone gets up. saucy and ives is just like fuck this i'm out of here it's a nice and break the from they, the from the seriousness it's one of the few times? times where you have a little levity and you see the men enjoying themselves so like but it, a standout part of the movie the tone of the movie had me just perplexed at times because it sometimes it felt like a a, a comedy and then sometimes it felt like a drama but it never felt too serious but then they kill them all at the end so then it got a little serious they shoot him in the chest it's like whoa (laughs) whoa what what, what happened i know they killed big x too so it's uneven yeah it's uneven and a little bit it should have been dead serious with some funny, but it was very light along the way. Just there's another. You're constantly um, at some of the scenes. I'm I'm smiling a lot. So like for a movie that that doesn't get an instant two thumbs up from me, I would, did smile a lot. Like when the choir is singing, uh, every time they're doing something to show us some of the ingenious tricks they're using when they're when they're oh, doing yeah, the yeah. forging, right? I need to see all of that stuff. I just don't need to see so much of all of the stuff. Yeah. Um and and that's and that with like some of the tonal tonal issues of, of it like it it's it's very like the music itself like that dun 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 dun, 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 dun that's not a movie where 50 men are killed. No. no. I listen to Executed, that music right? like without In a the sad movie. ending. Yeah. So weird. I got it somewhere. Weird. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. There's some mistakes. There's some mistakes. Hey, 
this is a movie made for the greatest generation. <laughs> they could see a guy killed and listen to happy music. <laughs> yeah, I also like how they did the, uh, when they were starting the tunnels and they had to break the concrete, they had the guy outside uh, uh, hitting the, uh, uh, the yeah. spike into the ground for the gardens or whatever, and then they had yeah. to time it. So that his strike was the same. Like, all that shit is really cool. I agree with you, like, on seeing their methods. Kind of like... That's what I liked about the first Batman movie, right? The Batman Begins. The reason why that movie worked for me better than any of the other Batman movies was because um, before that, we saw all these crazy things that Batman had. But it didn't ever make any sense. Like, how he had the shit. How he had the car, how the Batcave was built. Yeah, it, it was, was just, just like, he's rich. That's all you knew. And yeah, like, I he's guess like so rich that he could hire like a bunch of fucking people who couldn't speak English to build his fucking cave and then kill and then them he all. Killed them all. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck did he do? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. But when Batman begins, it shows how he gets his car. He gets like a lot of his gear. How he got his training. So I like all that. Uh, yeah, in this movie and, and, where you kind of get to see these these kind of cool details. And I bet you a lot of that was based on their real shit. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely agree. It felt like it was possible, all of it. Every single bit of it seemed like it was possible. Even like forging passport documents. I was like, come on. But like these guys did nothing but for years, like talented artists probably before the war. So that, that part of it made it believable. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I will agree with that that the movie does seem very plausible. It's done in a way that um, that you, you buy into the characters, you buy into what they're doing. You believe that the escape is possible. Yeah. Those tunnels, too, like, were so fucking well-built with all of the shoring up, and they had the candles all and the tracks for the uh, for the cars, and they had to build those cars with the wheels so they could roll down. That was crazy. Yeah. If they, yeah. If they did all that shit, that's crazy. Yeah. It makes, but it makes total sense. Like, there's no other way to roll out the dirt than to build some form yeah. of tracks. And yeah, I the guess. guys all had BDE. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys want to call it or you guys want to talk more about I it? I think it's time. I mean, I don't have a, a, a ton else um, to say. What do you think, Brent? Let, let, let's hear from you first today. Well, to me, this doesn't hold up. Um... You're probably not surprised after hearing my conversation about it. It's not that it's not enjoyable all the way through. It's got some really good charming points to the movie. Um, and a lot of the characters are decent and, and I like watching them or whatever the fuck, but it's <laughs> overall it doesn't work out, man. Like it's way too long. The characters yeah. are way too thin. I mean, you could put cardboard cutouts up there and it would be all just almost equal right and the thing is is that some of these characters i think i care about because i like the actors from other shit james <laughs> coburn fucking with his weird little hands fucking uh you know Attenborough, bronson was obviously. the biggest surprise bronson is like bronson was good i didn't know bronson that guy could act good he was sensitive and yeah seeing him only as a badass before that's a very good point i was surprised to see him in a, in a vulnerable role yeah. yeah, I was surprised I, by that. So I got a, I like, I got to question his filmography now to, to like understand more of it. Because when I grew up, Charles Bronson was fucking Death Wish. Yeah. So yeah, I was he like, was just oh. a fucking like a action movie star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So interesting. Yeah, it was a very dramatic role for him, actually. And uh, I I don't think I've ever seen him do anything quite like this. I I I like I only knew him from the Death Wish movies because my dad liked those. Yeah, I will say that was shit. The shit. I will say that what I liked about this movie was the music, despite the fact that we talked about it like tonally being a little bit off. I did like the music. I did like how every character had their own leitmotif, which is crazy considering the cast. Right? I know. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It is really crazy. But I did like that side of it. And and I do like the actors and the acting was fine. Um the story is obviously exciting and an interesting story. I just feel like it wasn't executed that well. It might be a victim of its age. Um, like we've been finding out with these older movies, things take a little time in the old times. It seems like they spend more time with things. They, they weren't in that rush now, whereas like there's a big rush now where it's like, is this adding to the scene? No, cut it. Like move forward, move forward, move forward. Everything has to be additive. There's no room for flourish or color. I mean, unless you're you know, a guy like Tarantino with dialogue or whatever the fuck. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy I watched it because it's one of those movies that I think you should watch before you die because it's an all-time classic and was considered to be one of the greats. But that's the last time for me. Hmm. What you got, Mr. Memory Lane? Well, I own it now, sadly, because I'd never owned this movie before and I bought it. I bought it for... uh, viewing I, I don't i think it was only like 10 bucks but so i'm stuck with it now <laughs> um i think it's been like i think it's been like third i can't even remember the last time i saw it but i'd saw it so much that i remembered pretty much all of it there was definitely no surprises in this for me but the one surprise in that for me was definitely that it sucked no i'm just kidding. yeah that it's not that it's not it's i don't think it's a humpty dumpty i honestly think you could have edited a movie out of this yes. i just don't think that this is a good movie it's way too long there are way 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 too many characters there's too much going on. There's like the stuff going on with the Nazis. I mean, you, dude, did we really need to see so much of the behind the scenes stuff with the Nazis and the, and the, you know, like the guy who's running the camp and the politics between him and fuck. Like that's why this movie's so long. It's so unfocused at times and scattered. There's nothing we did not see. Ah, I, fuck uh, yes. <laughs> that's pretty good. I did enjoy when they escaped. I, like Brent said, I do feel like the like them the train stuff where they're like trying to hide on the train and there's a gunfight at the uh, station and and the guy escapes with the French resistance and the airplane crashing. Although I I don't know what the fuck James Garner was thinking when he stole <laughs> that airplane with fucking Blythe or whatever. Yep, that was crazy. I guess. Well, you know what? I guess if they would have got away. Yeah, we'd be singing a different I mean, tune. Like, yeah, this movie if you're still in a plane, sucks, but you're they got a pilot. away. Well, I mean, maybe if some more people would have got away, like Brent said, why can't they just fucking lie? So it's not so pointless and depressing. Because mm-hmm. it's like not, there's like, the only thing that's good at the end and they try and save it is that McQueen doesn't get killed because he made that bet with that guy that he'd see Berlin before he did or whatever. And uh, he got to, so I think that's why that guy lets him live. Because otherwise, why didn't they gun his fucking ass down? Cause what, I don't, yeah, why I don't did know. they leave him? Because I think it's because of the barbed wire. I think he's fucked up. No, yeah. they gave him his fucking glove, and he went and he went to the cooler. He seemed fine. 
Yep. Weird. He's catching the ball again and everything. That guy so, catch a ball. So, yeah. In summary, so, I mean, it's it's not it's not it's not a hold up movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just too long. It's it's way too fucking long. Like I, oh man, like I can't believe. Is there any movies that are three hours long that are any fucking good? Like the. I guess The Godfather was, yeah. The Godfather. Thin, thin Red Line would. is getting up there. I don't think it's quite three, though. No, it's. I think it's 227, but it's a longer movie for and sure. Munich. Who says I think it's Munich 227? Like, why didn't you put a second counter on that before you were so... I yeah. bet you it's 227. I'm check it. Check Someone it check that shit I, out. I'll check it during right John's John's hold up, not hold up. I think John says it's going to hold up. I uh, think Of I all some... the movies that I've not seen in a previous time but i'm watching for the first time through hold up and there's been a couple of them um this one's the most disappointing in that it does not hold up yeah so like that's the uh it it is disappointing because there are likable people but i don't know them that well so i don't honestly care that much i don't know if i'm supposed to actually feel anxiety there's almost no consequences throughout the first nine-tenths of the movie. They're like, if we just... Mm-hmm. We, we have to try and escape, so you can't hold that against us. It's our job. Well, it's our job to keep you here. All right. We're going to try and get away. We will put you back in the cell. And it's like, ha, 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 ha. So I like... <laughs> the, the tension's kind of there, but not really. There's just no... They keep... They'll just put him back in jail. They'll just put him back in jail. They'll just... They'll give him an the angry cooler. face and put him in jail. And the cooler's cooler. not a punishment. So, yeah. Well, it is a punishment. It's fucking, it's, uh, what do you call it? It's, uh, solitary. Solitary confinement, man. I know, That's but. That's fucking, for, like, how, how long does he get for that one escape attempt? A month or something? Yeah. I like, don't know. Like, you can't do that today it's it's that's illegal to do that shit today yeah for sure and then it just stops making sense why steve mcqueen is so important that they don't just take him out in front of trafalgar square and be like all right this man tried to escape again this is not acceptable behavior um who else wants a piece and then the, the, the the shit stops right so like so the only way you can get away with this movie ending like it does where they replace the head German guy and he's like I'm going to do this is you make von Luger such the villain in the movie that it was worth it that he got removed. But he's actually a pretty decent guy throughout the whole thing. He's level-headed. He doesn't want to execute anyone. He just wants calm. He wants everyone to behave. And he's got to fight for that. Fight to keep the SS out to not like take over his camp. So you actually end up sympathizing with him a little bit in his position. And that's not what I should be. We should be hating that guy because he's such a prick to the soldiers and constantly after them so they can defeat him with their wiles. But it just doesn't roll out that way. And it's a shame because it's so fucking long. And if you're going to make it so that he is um, a character that you maybe feel for or whatever else, then it has to be more more character driven. Yeah, 100%. And, like, they could be similar in some ways, only one is, like, evil and likes to kill Jews, and the other are nice people who like American hamburgers, so we could have that... Is it Brent's birthday and we missed it or something? No. There's a birthday thing popped up on your window. No, I don't see it. Oh, now a thumbs up. Um, (laughs) Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Two, Two seconds. The Thin Red Line was two hours and 51 minutes, so Thin Red Line's actually longer than this. Yeah. No, this yeah. is isn't this three oh two or something? 
it's 247, isn't it? 247. Out of the old movies that we have reviewed, I would say the biggest disappointment for me so far, as as much as I just knew, I had feeling this one was not going to hold up going See, in. See, I thought you did because... Um, no. I, well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so fucking old and it was like three hours long, so I thought I can't. The biggest disappointment for me has been Doctor Strangelove. That thing's like 90 minutes long. I thought that was going to hold up. And it's Kubrick. The fact that that movie feels long and it's a fucking hour and a half is crazy. That movie felt like as long as this. Also, I will say that <laughs> the, the directing the directing in this is actually pretty good at times. It's solid. You don't notice. Yeah. Nothing takes me out of it from that perspective. No, no. So I don't think the directing is necessarily bad. Just it, This is bad script writing, bad storytelling, bad editing. Yeah, bad editing. Yeah, for sure. The acting is solid. Like Brent said, the music's actually really good. Um, yeah, they just it's just can't. disappointing. It's disappointing. And Which movie would you rather watch, this or Doctor Strangelove, if I had to sit you down and force you to Doctor watch Doctor Strangelove. I would watch Doctor Strangelove just because I know that it's only 90 minutes long in my heart of hearts and my brain. Like, logically, I know it's only 90 minutes long. Yeah. But this is, like, three hours long, I think. Doctor and Strangelove I, is also just more enjoyable. The, the parts of At it that I are enjoyable, parts that work, like Peter but, Sellers, his his acting bits when he's the the RAF and George guy, C. Scott? And, and George Come C. On. Scott, could, yeah, both of those things, and they both fit tonally within that movie, which is obviously leaning towards weird yeah. comedy. But I would have to preface it by saying I get to fast forward all the airplane shit, but then I would <laughs> watch fine. it again. That's you don't like Slim Pickens? No. Fucking no. that airplane shit was useless. Yeah. I will say something about this movie, just a little trivia spot that I wanted to mention that is in addition to the fact that they didn't include any Canadians, is that the technical advisor, like the expert that advised on this movie, was a Canadian and was the actual Canadian that was in charge of digging the hole in the real event. Wow. No way. Yeah. Which his name's like Wally or something like that. Um, really, really cool. Uh, well, wait, Wally so Floody. Cool. Wally Floody, a former Canadian POW. It's too bad so, he didn't have the power of social media behind him to tell him what a travesty it was that they changed the story to remove the Canadians. Travesty, I say. Also, that oh, means that a lot of the Instagram. technical stuff in this movie would have been real, which means that that is shit is crazy yeah. what they did. Like, yeah. Can you guys imagine? Like, Think about this. These guys... The three of us, if you took the three of us, we couldn't build the cart that they had with wheels, like out of the Speak materials yourself, they I can had. build a cart with wheels. We Not out of the materials they had. No, there's take no a suit can, you step you can. on it, bam. I could build no a sled. Wheels. I could build a sled, but I could not build a cart on wheels, on, on tracks. No way. I yeah, that's not. what I'm saying. The three of us couldn't do that if we had like five years in the materials they had. I, I, think, I know I, think I, I couldn't could fucking do it. Do it. I would I, I, wow. I would get caught on day one and bite my wrists until I bled to death on day two in solitary. <laughs> That's what I'm it. saying. And then the uniforms <laughs> and the documents. <laughs> these guys legitimately left with like uniforms, like clothing that looked like street clothing, documents, papers, bo- train tickets. Yep. Like the shit these guys fucking did is and also like, like we have to remember that how impressive the shit they were pulling off was being monitored and watched in a jail. Yeah, and so th- that's why this is so disappointing to me is because it's amazing. It should have been called yeah. The Amazing Escape, not The Great Escape. Because <laughs> yeah, it was amazing oh. what they did, but it was not great. 
It didn't work out. <laughs> but it did not work out for anybody. <laughs> they, should, they should have called it the not so great escape. <laughs> yeah. But that amazing. The best. That is the sound bite for this there, movie. There you go. Yeah, that's for the prom, that's for the promo yeah. right there. We'll oh, I that guess one. that kind of is giving away yeah. how we felt. Maybe, every, maybe not then. Every time. Every time. All right. Well, uh, it's an unfortunate day for us all, but uh, a good first introduction to Big Dick Energy Steve McQueen. And uh, just, I can never be upset to spend time with Crazy Hans Coburn. We got a little, <laughs> a little music in the background coming in now. So uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. It's always great to have you. And wherever you are around the world, uh, we hope you don't have to escape from any POW camps anytime soon. If you do, play the super uplifting music, and it will surely support you on the way out the gate. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time with another oldie, and then uh, we're going to get right back to some, well, less old maybe movies. Different movies. (laughs) New movies. I can't say better, though. Well, better than this. Yeah, let's do better than this. (laughs) Great. All right. (laughs) I'm going to outro myself out. Thanks, everybody, and as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.